Hey guys, I just wanted to give y'all a heads up before we get this podcast episode started. This episode is going to leave y'all on a bit of a cliffhanger. Yes, I'm sorry about that, but we had some technical difficulties. I had a storm blow through and it took out my internet. And so we're just going to schedule to continue the conversation. It's a beautiful conversation we had so far. And I just had to share at least this part of the podcast with you guys. And we'll finish out the conversation on another episode, which means if you're not already subscribed to the Rambling Mind podcast, go ahead and subscribe to the Rambling Mind podcast, share the podcast with anybody that you know, so they can also enjoy this cliffhanger that I'm going to leave y'all on. But anyway... Let's get right into the show. What's going on, people? It's your boy, Kalechi, back with another episode of the Rambling Mind Podcast. How are each and every single one of y'all doing today? I hope y'all are staying safe. I hope y'all are taking care of yourselves. I hope y'all are doing all the things you know you ought to do during these times. I hope y'all are just... Taking care of yourselves because this whole coronavirus Delta variant type thing that's around. I just hope y'all are staying safe. If you haven't gotten the vaccine, maybe think about it. You know, maybe go out there, get it. Maybe not just for yourself, but for other people around you because, you know, there are people who cannot take the vaccine because of their body and their immune system and all those kind of things. So please, guys, just maybe consider it and please take care of yourselves. Keep taking all the precautions you should be taking during these times. But anyway, anyway, moving on from there. You guys know that one of the key aspects of this podcast is the aspect of giving. It's one of the things that I believe to be important when you're chasing after your financial dreams, when you're chasing after your financial goals. I mean, as a matter of fact, one of the slogans on the podcast is generosity is greater than greed. So today I have a special, special, special guest coming on the podcast to talk about the idea of giving. As a matter of fact, he has built a career talking about giving, sharing about the power of giving and just going around and discuss, excuse me, going around and discussing this topic with corporations and being on several stages and just talking about the idea of giving. So when he reached out to me to be on the podcast, I got excited because I was like, I talk about it a little bit, but this guy knows more about it. So definitely got to get him on here to talk to you guys about it as well. And just to discuss about the power of giving, why it's important to give and all those kind of things on the podcast today. So please, Please, I hope you're clapping. Everybody should be clapping right now. Please join me in welcoming E.A. Solkovitz onto the show, who is the host and the owner of Givers University. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me on your great show. And uh, I got to tell you, Ramblin' Mind is a perfect name for a podcast. So it's awesome. Thank you so much. And I look forward to being able to uh, just create some great value for your listeners. You know, it's not, a lot of times there's so much information, just sort of fluff kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. you say, well, that sounds good. But I mean, let's give them some great usable tools where they can really help them in their having exceptional lives. So thank you so much for the opportunity. Yes, thank you. And thank you for joining us today. I'm so excited about it. So uh, just to start off with, can you share a little bit more about your background and your story and how just like the idea of giving became kind of the central theme in everything that you do today? Sure, for sure, for sure. Um, I was actually, I, I live in Michigan right now. I was, a ra- I was raised in Chicago uh, and uh, my father was a milkman. Uh, and so, you know, it's pretty humble bu- uh, upbringings, uh, you know, back then, you know, we, I mean, I was at five years old, my father, I would help him on his route. And, uh, he, and, and I guess that was sort of my first little touch with the importance of going to work without having someone to tell you to go to work. Because um, my father was, he was a one man 
show, so to speak. He had his own route uh, for the dairy was called Twin Oaks Dairy. And so he, he was the milkman, you know, and he delivered milk and he had his own territory and that kind of thing. And, and, uh, and I realized, you know, he, he said, hey, you know, when we get done earlier, we, we get done, you know. So I, I, I began to associate my mind with getting the thing done as opposed to, you know, burning a clock, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was very humble upbringings. You know, how much does a milkman make? It was, I mean, we were comfortable, but, uh, you know, at, at best, I guess you could say. Um, but I had, when I reached 16 years old, I had two real interesting scenarios that took place in my life, both having to do with while I was working at my first outside quote unquote job, which was a janitor at uh, 16 years old. I uh, used to, I cleaned bowling alleys at two in the morning and my fun time uh, was getting free songs on a jukebox while I was buffing the floor. You know, that was you know big highlight of the night. And uh, <laughs> let me tell you, you don't know what it's like that you're cleaning a bowling alley at two in the morning and escorting the drunks out from the passed out behind the bar. And, oh, you know, it, we didn't even want to talk about the bathroom, bathrooms. We're not going oh, there at all. Goodness. Yeah. So that, that was me at 16 years old, right? <laughs> How, my question is like, how did you even get the job to be able to be out that late? Because nowadays you can't work that late if you're like, for me, I know like I couldn't work. I wasn't allowed, not just for my parents, but like most of the jobs were closed and done by like 12 o'clock. So I didn't really get like any late night weird, any actions or anything like that. But I guess laws have changed a lot since since when you were, you were doing, uh, I'm I'm 65 years old now. I was born in 1956. So when I was 16 years old, things were a little bit different. And, uh, (laughs) you know, you got your driver's license and you had, you could do everything on your birthday when you were 16, you know, you, you, everyone got their license when they were 16 Mm -hmm. on your birthday. That was like part of the you know, tradition, if you will. So yeah, things are a little bit different then. And, uh, uh, you know, and, and also the owner of the company uh, was a friend of the family, which is one of the reasons I, the reason I got the job really. Yeah. Um, But at 16 years old, I was able to be bonded, which means I could be insured so that if I could go in real expensive places, had expensive equipment. And if my buffer went crazy or something, uh, you know, the insurance would pay for if there was any damage. So that also allowed me to clean a lady's house that was a million dollar home. And the name, when I say the name lady, it won't mean anything to you until I reference the movie and then you'll make the connection. The lady's house I was in every single Wednesday at 16 years old, her name was June Martino. Now June Martino had the third most controlling stock in McDonald's. Um, I, I was born and raised in the Chicagoland area Oak Brook specifically, which also where the McDonald's headquarters was for decades and decades and decades. It's changed recently, but for years and years, it was in Oak Brook, Illinois. Um, and so I saw the whole McDonald's phenomenon in my life. You know, the very first franchise in Des Plaines, Illinois, I drove by it probably, I don't know, a few hundred times, you know I mean? So, you know, so I, I, I witnessed this whole thing, right, during my whole lifetime. So here I am cleaning this lady's house, June Martino. Now there was a movie out recently it's on streaming even now. I recommend it. it is a pretty good watch. Um, it's about the McDonald's story and it's about Ray Kroc and it's called The Founder. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I don't, did you catch it by any chance? I haven't uh, watched it yet, but okay. I'm into it, like it's stocks worth it. and all this stuff. So a lot of people have recommended me to watch it. So I'll go check it out. Yeah, I, I'll say this. It's very Hollywoodized, but there are certain events, you know, that did actually take place. Mm-hmm. Um, and Michael Keaton plays Ray Kroc and Ray really wasn't that way, but you know, Hollywood's Hollywood, right? Yeah. So uh, they put their spin. And, uh, but anyway, he, so in the movie, Ray Kroc, Michael Keaton, keeps talking to this lady outside his office. And her name is June. He says, June this, and, and she's through the whole movie. You keep seeing her over and over again. 
that lady is the lady whose house I cleaned. Uh, oh. So when you see the movie and you hear him say June Martino and you see him talking to June, that's the lady whose house I was getting. Now, in, in the movie, obviously, it's an actress, but the yeah. real June Martino. So, uh, and I knew, you know, and I'm 16 years old and she was already a phenomenon and an icon in the area because, you know, of all the stock. So here I am. And the first thing that amazed me was when I was in her home, I always thought up to that point in my life that to be rich, you had to be a jerk. That you had to push people down, you had to take advantage of people, you had to, uh, you know, me first, me only oriented, you know, I, that's really in my own mind what I, I was wrong, but that's what I thought. The, uh, the, be, the way to be rich was that's how they all were, right? She was so not that way, it was, couldn't have been any more extreme the opposite. She was friendly, she was happy, she was very approachable. When I was buffing the floor in there, like I said, I was in there every Wednesday in her house yeah. and she had maids and butlers and everything, never condescending to them. Um, she would say hi to me if I was looking down doing the floor and she saw me before I saw her. I mean, just very approachable. And that astonished me because I thought, man, this lady's like a really nice lady and I can't count on my fingers and toes how many zeros she's worth. Maybe that isn't exactly the way I have been thinking about it all these years. I, mm. She's not a superhuman She's not like some alien or something. She's like a regular person. And, and that astonished me. And man, I, I got to tell you, I pulled out the Rolls Royce and cleaned the garage because so I could sit in a car that was worth, you know, 10 lifetimes of my income, you know. And, you know, so here I am sitting in a, you got to appreciate, I'm sitting in a Rolls, a Rolls Royce and I'm driving what I called lovingly a Rolls Canardly which means it rolls down one hill and can hardly make it up the next. So, <laughs> so, you know, so, you know, so here I'm sitting in this car and, uh, you know, I go, oh, this is, wow, people really live like this. This is crazy, right? You know, and I'm like dreaming and stuff. So, uh, so one day she was in an extra good mood. And like I said, she was very approachable. So I went up to her, snot no 16 year old kid. I went up to her and I thought, man, I got up all my courage. And I went up to her and I asked June Martino, an icon, a question. And I said, hi, June. She was, hi. I mean, really approachable, very easy to talk to. And I, I said, uh, can I ask you a question? She said, sure. I said, uh, could you tell me about it? And she said, uh, uh, what? I said, well, the whole McDonald's thing. I'm not kidding. She put her arm around me. I'd asked her in the morning. She took me in the kitchen and the entire day told me the entire story of how she worked for Ray Kroc before he even met the McDonald's brothers. He was a milkshake mixer salesman. And uh, she, when she, she worked for him then. And through the whole McDonald's story, every single step of the way, all day long, having the maids and butlers bringing us food so she could keep telling me the story in the kitchen. And I'm looking around thinking, Man, I'm this like 16 year old kid. Who's she talking to? She's investing this whole day, you know. And I'm thinking, you know, this is weird, you know. But she's telling me this whole story in vivid detail, and uh, she gets to a part which is referenced in the movie. So when you see the movie, think of me when you see this part. There's a part in the movie where June Martino goes to Ray and says, "We don't have any money. We're out of money. We're getting less than two percent in our royalty. More money's going out to come in. There's no money. We're out of it. We're out of you know. There's nothing there." She told me about that decades before the movie came out. And, uh, and, and in the movie, it's, it, it makes, you know, then Ray gets all upset and he calls the brothers, the McDonald's brothers says, I need more money. And it's a drama scene, right? It didn't quite happen that way, but the event was <laughs> accurate. So I asked June, I said, June, you know, I mean, what was the deal? She said, well, he, you know, he said that uh, 
you know, he wouldn't, he, there was no money to pay me. So he didn't pay me he couldn't pay me. So I'm not getting any income. He agreed to give me worthless, worthless, worth less than zero company stock because the company wasn't worth anything at all. And he agreed to take the phone calls from my bill collectors. So they didn't bother me. So I asked her, I said, June, I'm a janitor. I work paycheck to paycheck, Friday to Friday. If I don't get a paycheck on Friday, I'm not showing on Saturday. <laughs> I gotta be there, right? And I said, why did you do it? And I could tell, I asked her a question no one had ever asked her before. She's staring at me and I could tell she just left even though she just did an eye lock on me. She is not in the room anymore. She's staring right at me. And I thought, I'm looking around, she's staring at me, you know, and I'm thinking, what, you know, what's she gonna do? What's she gonna say? And then she spoke, and I remember so vividly what she said, because it made the hair stand up on the back of my neck when she said, and the way she said it. When I said, June, why did you work for nothing? No money, you weren't getting paid. And when she told me, and when she answered, she said, because I believed in Ray. And I thought, my, I remember my first thought was instantly, that's it. I have to find me a Ray Kroc. I need to find, because look how it worked out for her. I need to find someone that can teach me, that can bring me under their wing, because I don't even know what I don't know. I don't, you know, I don't even know the right questions to ask. I'm a son of a milkman, burnt out janitor already at the ripe old age of 16. <laughs> I need to find someone who could teach me. I didn't even know what the word mentor was, let alone meant anything to me. I just knew, I didn't know what I knew I needed to know if that makes any sense, right? And uh, so I threw it out there. I threw it out there ignorantly. I just threw it and I inadvertently asked the right question by asking out there in the universe. I just threw it out and said, where's my Ray Kroc? And it wasn't about three months later, we got a phone call to janitorial service. And at the janitorial service, there we are, you know, I'm talking to the boss, you know, because he was, like I said, a friend of the family. Mm -hmm. And uh, picks up the phone. It's at nighttime. It's just him and I. Picks up the phone, talks a few minutes, hang up the phone. He said, well, some guy's in from Detroit and he wants to see some carpeting. He's opening a diamond store and uh, he needs to see it tonight because he's leaving on a plane tomorrow. Back to Detroit. I said, uh, okay, uh, what's that got to do with me? <laughs> he said, well, I need you to go. I said, I'm not going. I've already punched out, man. And you know, they, back then they had the time clocks where you yeah. felt like you felt like really punching out when you punched out. You know what I mean? Because you hated what you did, right? So I said, I'm not going. I said, I'm tired. I've been cleaning all day, man. He goes, No, I need you to go. He says, You got to show this carpeting. I said, No. Second time I said no. I said, Jerry, I'm that was the boss's name, Jerry. I said, I'm not going. I don't know anything about carpeting. You know, I just clean places. I, I don't know how to bid out carpet jobs or anything. He said, well, give me, he gave me a wheel and he said, walk this way and this way and call me on the phone and I'll, you know, I'll give you the price based on the measurement. I said, no, Jerry, I'm not going. Third, no. He said, I'll tell you what. If you go, I'll give you your pick of any Saturday off you want. Now, let me tell you, for a janitor, that's a huge negotiation check. <laughs> Because we work, you know, Saturday, yep. we work with businesses are closed. So Saturday, yep. we're morning to night, right? So they have mm -hmm. any, so I wanted to make sure he did, wasn't trying to trick me. So I said it back to him and I said, any, any Saturday. Saturday I want to, he said, <laughs> any Saturday. And I said, okay. So set the stage. I'm tired. I'm physically exhausted. I've been cleaning all day long. 
I don't know anything about carpeting, so I don't even want to do this to begin with. I'm not doing it for my boss. I don't care. I'm, you know, I punched back in and, and I don't care about this guy from Detroit and Detroit. Seriously, you gotta be kidding me. You know, I mean, so I'm, you know, so I, I have every reason I, I don't want to go. There's only one reason I'm going. And what's the reason? Saturday off. Saturday, right? I'm going to get the Saturday off. That's it. That's the only reason. There's no other reason. Little do I know. I'm getting ready to meet the man who will change the trajectory of my life. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Did he disconnect? Hey, EA, can you hear me? <laughs> 